Oh, hey, it's me, your Aunt Trish. I brought the jello salad with the weird fruit chunks in it and the creme cheese. Oh, hey, fancy seeing you here. Welcome to the podcast. My name's Naomi. I'm your host, and this is Mindful Musings. A place where you get to learn all about fitness, nutrition, psychology, and how they're all deeply interconnected. Sometimes we take a tangent or two, but in the end, I thank you for joining me, thriving with me, and growing with me. Now, let's go learn something together, shall we? Hello everyone, and welcome back. This is my second time recording, because my cat laid on the spacer bar and stopped recording, and I didn't know it, and I was just talking all about stuff. So we're back. It's me, Naomi, your host. It's been a while. How are you? How are you doing? If you don't know, now you know. I'm in a breathwork certification and it is freaking fantastic. It's trauma-informed. It's super lovely. And it's just giving me so many wonderful tools to bring to all of my clients. And I cannot wait to include it in my coaching. With all that being said, I think today we're going to talk about the wounded leader which is this interesting concept, right? A wounded leader, for those of you that don't know, is somebody who maybe is naturally a leader or maybe they naturally aren't, but they've been forced into the leadership position because, for lack of better terms, nobody else was leading. So they said, all right, fine, I'll do it. And this can look a lot of different ways. A few examples that are coming to mind are the really exhausted mother who doesn't have any help, who kind of just wants a break. That is a form of a wounded leader. I don't want to lead anymore. I don't want to make the decisions. Maybe this is somebody at your place of work. Maybe this is your boss. Maybe this is you. Maybe this is somebody that you know. Wounded leaders are, it's an interesting thing because I actually think that they create a lot of problems, but I don't think that they're intended. And so the problems that are created by wounded leaders are they're in the position to lead others, but they don't feel comfortable or empowered to do so. It's one thing to lead people and it's another thing to boss them around. I've covered this in depth and I could rant about it forever, but a wounded leader is somebody who maybe really is well-intended, but just cannot for the life of them They just want to break. They don't want to lead anymore. Don't look to me. I don't want to make the decision. I don't want to do this. And I have a lot of maybe opinions on this that that may or may not be controversial. I think that oftentimes from a primal perspective, and and when I say masculine and feminine, like know that I mean the energy, okay? Don't, Don't bite my head off or you can, whatever. That's totally up to you. Just realize that however you're you're hearing me, that's on you. You know what I mean? I'm responsible for what I'm saying, absolutely. But your interpretation of such is subjective. Mm-hmm. Sink on that. Did you like that? I simultaneously gave away responsibility while still holding it. It's a skill, y'all. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Tangent over. So what I'm going to say here is that often the f- the feminine energy in the relationship... Feminine energy naturally is is better at, 
at being the water in the container. The container being the leader and often the masculine energy. This doesn't mean nobody attack me. Oh, I need a man to protect me. That's not what I'm saying. Feminine energy in and of itself is there to be fluid, understanding, nurturing, caring. In order to be soft and fluid and gentle like that, there needs to be a container in which to do so. That container is the masculine. The masculine is hard, unmoving, protective. Oftentimes I feel like the feminine energy in the relationship is everyone has masculine and feminine energy. The partner with more of the feminine energy starts to feel unsafe if both partners have more feminine energy than masculine energy or the partner that originally had more masculine energy moves to more of a feminine energy that means the feminine energy has to reduce her feminine energy or his feminine energy and now ramp up their masculine energy some people or leaders like this some do not and they become wounded from it they don't want to be the masculine in that sense they don't want to be the container to be a leader to have the masculine energy sort of be a very big part of you means to be a container. This doesn't mean you need to be a man. I'm not talking about men and women. This means that you need to be strong and protective and and really embody masculine energy when you're being the container. This can ebb and flow in different relationships. This can ebb and flow in your friendships. This can ebb and flow in your work relationships. This can ebb and flow in your romantic relationships. All of this is important to look at because this sort of exists in this symbiosis like like the rest of the world. Nature is really, really, really smart. Mother Nature is a brilliant, brilliant artist. She knows what she's doing. And, and in creation, there is balance, right? There's yin and yang. There's, there exists a symbiosis in the environment that is very, very, very important. And in such, that means... That sometimes if you really embody feminine energy, but you're forced to be in your masculine and you don't want to be, you will become wounded in that. And then you start to tell yourself this story of, I don't want to be the leader. I want somebody to protect me. I want somebody to show up for me. I don't want to do this for myself all the time. When do I get to relax? When can I turn my back to the outside world and just face the fire and have my belly open and free? This can be really difficult. This requires a massive amount of trust. The masculine and the feminine work together. This means to be a good leader, you need to know how to embody feminine and masculine energy when and where it's appropriate, especially depending on the line of work. I've talked about this before, not through the masculine and feminine lens, but through looking at your employees and seeing what they need. A good leader does not treat everybody the same. They're fair but they do not treat people the same. Sameness is different than being fair and equal. Sameness is different than being fair and equal. Same, by definition, might sometimes not be fair, actually. All right, so what do we have? When you're a leader, when you're a wounded leader, how do you begin to heal? I specifically talked about masculine and feminine energy because today we're going to talk about it through that lens. 
If you find that you're a wounded leader and you can identify with some of this, I encourage you to really look for who around you can hold you in a container of masculine energy so that you do not need to do it all of the time. And how can you do that for yourself? This is twofold. How do I surround myself intelligently without controlling others' behaviors, but instead leveraging what they're already good at? And two, how do I control what I can control, which is myself and myself alone? How do I embody more masculine energy when I need to? And how do I embody more feminine energy when I'm able, since that's where you want to be? There's a place I would suggest this is an example of what it might look like. I need to embody masculine energy at work because I'm a leader. So at home, I really need someone masculine in their energy to be my container and to hold me. That means my partner has more masculine energy at home and I embody more of the feminine so that I am fueled up and I am ready to go when it comes to work and I have to then embody the masculine so others can be the feminine. You can become the container. Does this make sense? Is this making sense? So if you're not really following my brain sometimes you guys if you're not really following that's okay i i highly encourage you to sort of look at what can i control within myself to be a better leader where can i stop telling myself stories and look for real life evidence around me where i am not the victim and i am instead the strong masculine container so the story goes from i have to to i get to The stories we tell ourselves are incredibly powerful. The stories you tell yourself, I repeat, they're incredibly powerful. You are listening to yourself all the time. I can think of like this little meme that floats around the internet and it's like, oh, the little people that are watching you, referring to like your kids. What about you? You're watching you at all times. All that Netflix you're watching that's going into your brain that's affecting your psyche all of the whatever you're reading or writing or watching your friendships the stories you tell yourself how you talk to yourself you're listening all the time you are listening all the time and when you become a parent now little voices and little ears are listening to you too because that's how they learn to talk to themselves And that's how they learn what to listen to and what to put into their brains. So there's more apparent responsibility. You've always had that responsibility. There's always been somebody listening. You just haven't noticed. I'm encouraging you to notice right now, no matter what season of life you're in, how you speak to yourself is so important. How you speak to others is so important. What you do when no one's looking is incredibly important that's the fabric of who you really are when no one's looking who are you i'm sure you've heard it before but really who are you do you do things for you or do you do things because of others and how they see you because if you're doing other things for how others perceive you you are going to set yourself up to be a wounded leader why is that because you don't actually have any structure to stand within or on because you're only doing what the others around you they are the catalyst to your action you should be the catalyst to your action as a leader you do it for you you do it for you you do it for you
Do you understand? Is this making sense? The reason that it's really important to start telling yourself the proper stories, this is why mantras are powerful. A mantra is nothing more than something that you tell yourself over and over and over and over and over until you start to believe it because the neural pathways become strengthened and stronger. So how powerful would your neural pathways be if you've been talking to yourself in a positive way since you were 9, 10, 11 years old? Where did you learn that or where did you not learn it? If you never learned it, this isn't the time for a pity party. This is time to go, oh, I didn't learn that. What a great opportunity for growth. Do you see how those two stories are different? It's not, oh, poor me. I have all this work to do. It's, oh, I'm so glad I understand now. Now I'm able to, to learn. You know what I mean? Pain is a massive catalyst for growth. Being bad at something is nothing more than a little, a little flag that says, oh, Here's a place for you to learn if you so choose. You don't have to. You do not have to. If you are a wounded leader and you don't want to lead anymore, you have the space to grieve that loss. Once you grieve that loss, it is then your choice to either choose to learn to grow or stay right where you are. You are more than welcome to stay right where you are. But you can go cry to yourself if you'd like to. Please do not come crying to me. (laughs) I have all the space in the world for you, but that is my form of highly encouraging you to grow. You already are. You already are. You just have to be in alignment with it. Does that make sense? If you don't know what I mean, you already are all the things you want. You just need to align and embody them. If you want to be a better leader, start acting like one. Start aligning and start embodying what a good leader would look like to you. I believe that it takes all kinds. So what I'm saying might be right for some people, but not but not right for everybody. And that's great. That's what makes the world beautiful and amazing. That's what makes people and life worth living to me it takes all kinds and it's so important so if if you're the kind of person who maybe doesn't feel like a leader and they feel like oh i don't i don't want to notice i didn't say uh the person who's been forced into a leader like the beta has been forced into the alpha i didn't i didn't go into this podcast saying those who aren't leaders were pushed into leadership how do we push them back to where they'd like to be the co-pilot no you may be comfortable as a co-pilot you may be comfortable not being the leader but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not one everybody has a leader within them it's one thing to like leading right and want to do it often but you are the leader of your own life you're the leader of your own destiny it's your responsibility where you sit right now is because that was your standard that's what you chose for yourself and you might be in the middle of your project all of us are that's great this is where you are right now you don't compare yourself to other people don't say oh My middle of my project looks different than so-and-so's over there. Good for you. Good for them. It it, it doesn't matter. What you're looking at here is, is yourself. Take ownership of your own life. Once you have ownership, do you realize how powerful that is? You get to own it. You get to control it. Nobody else. When you're the victim of your life, 
uh, you can't do anything. And that's, that's part of why that story is so pervasive. Oh, it's not my fault. I don't have responsibility. I can't, I can't fix it. I can't change it. I'll just suffer in it. How convenient, right? How freaking convenient. No, you are the leader of your ship, right? Yes, we were not all dealt even hands. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that we all were. What I'm saying is that the beauty of being a human being is that you get to pilot your own ship and you are the captain. You get to choose your fate and your destiny. You get to move yourself to a better place. It might be a million times harder for some of us, right? It might be. And you know what? Like I said earlier, it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. So if you do not find yourself to be a leader, I encourage you to remember that you are the leader of your own life and then start to take inventory. Who else have I led? My own children, my dog, my cat, my houseplants. Who am I taking care of? Who do I provide a container for? Once you've taken inventory and you can start to find actual evidence around you of how you are a leader, I highly encourage you to start telling yourself better stories so then you can start to heal yourself. We're in this beautiful time where people are shifting from mindset like obsession and saying, oh, just change your mind, change your mind. I've talked a lot about the mind today, but changing your state in your body and where you're at is also incredibly powerful. This can be done through breath work. This can be done through movement. Changing and healing somatically is very, very, very powerful. How do we heal the wounded leader? We put them in a place of power and we let their nervous system and their body know that it's safe to lead in that time and space, right? Is this making sense? This means calming the nervous system down in real time when you are in a position of leadership that maybe you don't want to be right? If we use the example of a mom who's really tired and really exhausted, doesn't want to lead her children right now, that's a lot of responsibility. That's a very normal way to feel. How do we retrain the nervous system and change the body before we change the mind in that moment? That can be done with breath work in five to eight minutes, right? You can start to lower the central nervous system response, control the nervous system, let it know it's safe, live through that experience of leadership, and then you've strengthened a neural pathway that says, it's okay to lead. Then you have a twofold effect. The stories you tell yourself in the actual physical space of your body and the nervous system being calmed down, living through it are a lived experience that it's okay to lead. Does that make sense? If you are terrified to lead, put yourself in positions of small leadership. Calm down your body through breath work if you can. And once your body is safe, your nervous system will follow. Once your nervous system follows, so will your thoughts and you're going to live through that experience. Do it as much as you can in as small little increments as you can. If you're scared to speak in public, start by talking in front of two of your friends Calm the body. The brain will follow. The lessons will strengthen. The neural pathway will get stronger. The body will feel safe. Your wounding of being in a place of leadership will slowly start to melt away. And you will become a stronger, more effective leader who's more comfortable in doing so. Does that make sense? The body 
gets there before the mind. It's easier sometimes to manipulate the body, right? Because your body is just sort of like the meat bag. It's the ship. It feels, sometimes it can feel separate. And it oftentimes is. Let's leverage that experience. Let's control it through breath work. Right? How do we start to down-regulate the CNS? Pull it down and ground and align. Be present in the body. This is why yoga like changed my life. I didn't know how to be in my body before yoga. Yoga was just learning how to breathe. Once I learned how to breathe and be present, it was safe for my body to be there. And then I was, I was all teed up to learn all of these things because my nervous system was safe and it was safe to do so. And then it was like, oh, wow. And you start to strengthen these neural pathways. This is incredibly powerful. This will change your life. If you want to learn more about breath work, if you want to learn more about leadership, if you just want to learn more, stick with me. Be my friend, please. Follow me on Instagram, subscribe to the pod, and stick it out with me. There's a small orange kitty that's sleeping under my microphone, and I'm going to wake him up and mess with him because he's so cute. I hope you all have a lovely day. Stay safe, stay grounded, stay empowered in your leadership, and I'm wishing you the very best of luck. I love you all, and until next time, stay and be well. Well, folks, that's the end. Thank you for joining me today, and I cannot thank you enough for being part of my community. If you'd like to join us on the Instagrams, you can find us at mindfulmove.co. Our website is www.mindfulmove.co. Thank you so much for being part of my life, taking time to listen, and being part of this community. I love you all so much. Have a beautiful and blessed today with love and light. Signing out.